have now logged on with Glory Rising, where we discuss God's glory within you. We're so glad you've joined us. And now, your hosts of Glory Rising. My pastor, my husband, Roger, he's here with us tonight. Hello, hello. Now, let's see if I can keep this straight. <laughs> Nisha won't be here tonight. Her youngest child is graduating from high school. Right. Andre had surgery yesterday, so he won't be here. And Cindy's grandmother has been very ill, and so she's spending as much time as she can with her. Yep. So it's you have just Roger and myself. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you just got to put up with it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. And tonight, I, I like I said last week, Roger was a Mike hog. Right. Mm-hmm. And I said that I probably would be this week. And just to let you know, we're going to be talking about attitude Ooh, attitude and if you're wanting to join the conversation please give us a call at 214-431-5032 or if you're on facebook go to facebook live and i'm monitoring the chats and if you don't know uh, how to get to our facebook you just need to go to hashtag the number four Jesus 2020. That's hashtag the number four, Jesus 2020. That way you can watch us too. You can actually get to see what we look like. And then you may go back to just listening. <laughs> <coughs> anyway. But that's a way you can get to us if you wanted to go and do that on Facebook. I know we haven't announced that lately, and I guess I was just reminded of that today. And I was like, you know, I better give this information out. True. Um, also, to all those who are graduating this year, whether I know, it's been a long time. It has been. You got your diploma on stone. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what happens when you when you're raised with the dinosaurs. That's true. That's it. So, <clears throat> so but for those who are graduating this year, congratulations. Yes. If you're graduating high school, life has a lot to hold for you. Graduating mm -hmm. college. <clears throat> Same thing, but you're a little more prepared for what's ahead. Yep. And if you're like our grandson who graduated kindergarten, yep. he's just starting his learning <laughs> career. <laughs> that so. is so true. But you're going to have a lot of graduations, uh, you know, that we go through. And, but we want to just say congratulations to those, those who have made it. Uh, and so I know I got grandkids, great grandkids. So it's like, um, you know, I got a lot of different ones doing different things. So anyway, I guess we better get to your topic. Well, I don't remember what it was that Roger said last week. Well, you can always go and look at the archives if you go to... Well, I, oh, know, anyway. I know that, but to be able to say that was the aha moment when I chose attitude or when I wrote down attitude, it's like 
everybody has attitude. Mm-hmm. Now, there are different kinds of attitude. Okay, different kinds of attitude. Good and bad. You've, you, they are good and bad. Mm-hmm. You've got a proud attitude, an angry attitude, a pleased attitude. Um, I didn't write them all down, the ones that I had thought of, but okay. a haughty attitude. True. A laid-back attitude. And if there's any others that you can think of. Attitude of gratitude. There you go. Hey, there you I, go. I knew that was one of them, but I was just, I couldn't remember it because I'm still actually trying to work on getting my Facebook to pull up. Oh, okay. So. Technical difficulties. Yeah, only for a minute. A whole minute? That's a long time on the radio. Well, it doesn't mean you have to remain silent. Well, that's what they tell you, and you have the right to remain silent. Please exercise that right. Not. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> but, yeah, the Bible talks a lot about attitudes and things like this. And, you know, what, you know, you know, if you want to give us a call, give us a call. And let's talk about some of these attitudes. Because some attitudes that you can have can be either good or bad. depends on how you use them. Exactly. And they're not necessarily all bad. You can have a... Uh, angry, you can be have an attitude of anger, but is that good or bad? Because the Bible says be angry and sin not. And it's like, so is anger a bad thing, or is anger a good thing, or is anger a neutral thing? Anger is one of those things, it depends on what you're angry about. <clears throat> I mean, if you're angry, okay, I just heard this story on the news the other day mm -hmm. that a man shot his roommate for eating his last Hot Pocket. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that is not a good anger. Why not? Because it resulted in doing something bad. Oh, so but if, you do angry and you, if you're angry and you do something good, then it's not bad? Okay, I got her confused now. <laughs> it doesn't take much. I promise you that. So, but I was going to say, you can get angry because somebody is belittling God. Mm -hmm. Now, is that <clears throat> wrong that you're angry? Well, I can get angry if somebody belittles my family. So, but it's what you do with that anger. So I guess we really need to define what attitude is. So what do you got for attitude? Attitude is... Okay, go for it, dear. <laughs> I can't put my words together right now. You know, it's basically a state of mind that controls, you know, basically you, you put your emotions with a state of mind. I can, be a, I can have a state of mind... Of being angry, which means that that's what I, I'm focused all the on, time. or not necessarily all the time, but you're, you get fascinated with or obsessed with, <clears throat> and so we can. It's not the actual dictionary definition, because I didn't didn't get this until a little bit ago, so I didn't look up the definition. 
But okay, you know. he got it five hours ago. Only five hours? Only five yeah, hours. See? It was lunchtime when I called you. Well, see, that's only five hours ago. You know, I'm old. Takes a while. Well, yeah, I know. Like I said, your diploma <laughs> was engraved on stone. I do adjust since then. Anyway, <clears throat> but no, it's, 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 it's my something. My diploma was sheepskin. Ooh. Yeah, I know. You're only one year younger. Not even a full year. <laughs> but the, <clears throat> anyway, but uh, you know, it's it's something you know, we really got to take a look at. It's a, we, and the Bible talks about changing our mind mm -hmm. or the way we think or our attitudes about things. <clears throat> well, and you look in this is the book of Matthew, and we've got the Beatitudes, mm -hmm. the attitudes that we should have. Right. <clears throat> so, I mean, Jesus went through a lot of those things there. And, you know, and that's a good place to always start when you want to say, well, you know, what added, you know, what does God, you know, expect of us, your, our attitude? Um, and so, um, we, we just got to come to a, a place there. Sorry about that. I forgot to shut my phone off. Anyway. <laughs> But Jesus is trying to show us the attitudes that we're supposed to carry. And so when you go back to Matthew and you can see that, you know, there's all these things he talks about in in the book of Matthew about, you know, the, you know, the Beatitudes. It's like he was trying to teach the people that we have to change our perspective on some things, you know. If we're mad at it, we get angry at the government because they enforce laws. Well, is that the right attitude to have? No. You know, they're there to, as as the scripture put it, the laws were put there not for the righteous, but for the lawless. It was to keep people from going and doing wrong things to other people, and and so other people didn't have to suffer. So if everybody just kept the right attitude about, okay, you don't take your take something from your neighbor. You wouldn't want them to take something from you. Well, and talking about for the lawless, if you think about it, you get pulled over for speeding, doing that 12 miles an hour in New York City. In 1899. In 1899. But you get pulled over and get a ticket. Are you going to blame the cop because he pulled you over? Or are you going to take responsibility for your own actions that caused you to speed and get stopped in the first place? And this is, and that's the thing about the attitude. Most of the times we get pulled over, that's it's the policeman's fault. Mm -hmm. Well, you shouldn't have pulled me over. Well, you were wrong. <laughs> you were wrong. And you I broke the law. I had, I had my situation with that probably about a year ago. I didn't get a ticket. But there was an officer that was off the side of the road. He had somebody pulled over. And I didn't get over into the other lane, and I didn't get slowed down enough, fast enough. And so he pulled me over. And so he goes, well, how are you doing? I said, I was fine until now. So my attitude was wrong. Mm -hmm. But he kept his attitude right. It. He didn't. He didn't get mad. He was just saying, "Okay, what's going on? You know, do you not understand the law? You know about this?" And just kind of giving us a brief overview. And but we had to explain to you know explain to him. It's like, well, we saw this. 
we tried to get over, but there was a car, you know, in our blind spot, so we couldn't get over. So we started slowing down. Well, we didn't get slowed down within the 20 miles an hour from, you know, lower than the speed limit. And so he, he pulled us over. So when we explained our situation, it's like, it's not that we don't understand the law. It's just at that particular time, we tried to get over to do the right thing first. We couldn't, and then we had to adjust. And, but we were slowing down. Mm. But, and so, you know, that's, you know, once we calmed down, like the officer never lost his composure on it. He's like, okay, well, I won't write you a ticket about this, you know, but make sure that you do this. It's like, okay, you know, and that was fair. And it changed my attitude because now I see somebody off the side of the road. I automatically get over and slow down. <laughs> yeah. Man, that ain't going to happen to me again. But we, we can see that what our attitude can either make other people have a wrong attitude or give them the right attitude. It's all based on what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, and we do, We I see this a lot with people, you know, they get mad at the cops. Well, you know, the policemen shouldn't pull me over. Well, they're pulling me over because I'm black. They pulled me over because I'm Hispanic. They pulled me over because I'm white. They pulled me, no, the reason they pulled you over is there was something you were doing wrong. And quit looking at them for saying, hey, they're just not for doing blame. for the blame. but you take that responsibility you were the one speeding okay you're the one that had the tail light out you know they it's like hey you know they're only stopping you so a lot of times you know like a tick you know they don't even give you a ticket for something unless you give them an attitude so if you have a good attitude then it keeps them with a good attitude they may have just got done with somebody who cussed them out because he pulled them over for a ticket well you can make his day as Christians, we should be always looking out for the other person to help improve their day. Our attitude makes the difference. If I have a, a negative attitude, then it's going to impose. They're going to grasp that negative attitude. Okay, unless you know, you know they have, you know they'll be able. To, some people can maintain their attitude. Okay, uh, but. The point is, is most times, whatever attitude you you send out, that's what you're going to get back. So, you know, we talked when I said an attitude of gratitude. We need to be a, have a thankful attitude. Exactly, and I know that I talk a lot about my job. It's like God is working on me, reminding me of the attitude of gratitude, being very grateful that I do have this job. Um, I've got the paid vacation time. I've got um, health insurance. I've got all these things through my job. I need to be grateful. And instead, I find myself complaining. And the last probably two weeks, I've been, I guess you could say, in a cubicle by myself. My patients come up to me. I check them out. But I don't really have anybody on either side of me that I can easily just talk to. So I don't have their negative attitude, their attitude of discontent, just fueling my spirit. Right. And so, you know, like I said, there are so many different attitudes that we can have. 
and discontentment is one of them. Yeah. I mean, we can go quite a bit and talk about all kinds of attitudes, but the basic point is is that it's it's kind of like having a cold and sneezing in somebody's face with our attitude. Mm -hmm. Whatever you have inside you and you're spitting it out at them, guess what? They can catch that. Okay? You know, we talk about masks and everything from 2020, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, but what do we do every day? Do we have an angry disposition? Yeah, so everybody that you come in contact with that would say maybe having a good day and you just change their good day to a bad day. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, before I became a, a Christian, my whole my whole purpose in life was to make everybody miserable. I was miserable, so if somebody was happy, I, I insulted them or did whatever I could to get them to have a miserable day. You know, and it's like we see that a lot. You know, we see a lot of this anger and bitterness. And bitterness will eat you up, okay? Um, well, I'm mad at uh, all black people. I'm mad at all white people. I'm mad at Hispanic people. I'm mad at this type, that type. I'm just mad at all people. Okay. And some people are just mad at everybody. They're mad at the world because they they haven't been dealt the right cards, as they put it. You know, <clears throat> you know they don't have the, the good job. They don't have the six-figure job they don't have the home with three cars uh you know so you know it's it's not fair that you know i wasn't dealt the right thing to have this well try and try changing your attitude and work to get these things now some people yeah they have been handed things because they were born into wealth or whatever so a lot of stuff was handed to it but most people out there just had to go and work hard and keep the right attitude that I can do this. And they can get, you know, people say, well, because I live in this area, I can't ever, you know, succeed. Now, there's a lot of people that came from wrong areas, wrong sides of the track, <clears throat> that are multimillionaires. So it's not you can't. It's your attitude that says whether you want to or not. Yeah, I was going to say, an I can't attitude is not that you're not physically mentally or whatever able to do it's that i don't want to do yeah because when you say i can't you're saying that you're not physically mentally capable of okay but you know if if, you know you're if you you know if you're not uh, disabled in some way then you have the ability Mm -hmm. you have the ability to be what you want you just got to go out there work hard at it Learn what you need to learn and and pursue it. I was going to say the big thing is is if you don't have the skill set to do something, then learn. Have some, Ask somebody, teach me, <clears throat> show me. Yeah, apprenticeship programs. Uh, you can go to school, mm-hmm. uh, things like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, all kinds of things there that can happen, but you have to, you have to be the one that initiates it. Mm-hmm. People can motivate you, but you have to have the attitude to do it. Right. I can't give you the attitude to do it. You know, you got to say, yes, I am good. Yes, I'm important. Yes, whatever it takes that, yes, I can do this. All right. Because I know one of the things 
If you've been listening for any amount of time over the last two and a half years, you'll know I love to quilt. Mm-hmm. I am self-taught. I've had some <clears throat> encouragement along the way. But I am finding through videos and stuff that things that I'm being told on these videos, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So I'm working on a project right now, and I have all my pieces cut out. It's like, there's got to be a better way to do this. And so I sat down there, and all the pieces are now stacked in the proper order. So all I have to do when I get home is sit down, grab my first, my, my center block, if you would, and then just add piece at a time till that block is finished. And so I didn't have all these skills when I first started. Right. In fact, my first quilt just really wasn't thrilling <coughs> to me. It was, but right. I did it, and I had to be proud of it because I accomplished it. Right. And so, I mean, and the thing, the whole thing with attitude, we, you can carry it into to the church scene. Some people say, I can't, I can't live for Christ. I can't live like that. No, it's not you can't live like that. First off, you have the power, as mm-hmm. Jesus says that he will give us the power. Because he, if he is in you, he's going to give you the power. And it's like, but you have to change it like, I want to do these things. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, even with my work, it's like, you know, trying to get promoted to the next level. And it's like, okay, but I've not been trained in a lot of areas for that level. So my work has given me opportunities to learn these things. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, it's like I'm not getting it. I'm not picking it up. I need to be trained. Mm-hmm. And so my attitude, you know, I did get an attitude with, with my boss. <clears throat> I said, you just want to set me up for failure because you don't give me the training. You expect me to go out and learn it on my own. And it's like... How am I supposed to succeed? So then, uh, then they're gonna work out where these areas that I'm struggling in to get this promotion. It's like I, you know, I need to learn them and be able to do these tasks the right way. And so, you know, my attitude is, it's like I wanted to blame them for all my problems. It's like no, you know, I've just got to keep learning and get and seek the help. Mm-hmm. And, and even with the things in God, it's like if you don't understand something in the Word of God, go to people that are around you that have known Him for a while and ask questions. Seek out an answer. Because mm-hmm. uh, when I was a young Christian, it's like I just took everything everybody told me and I was like, there's got to be the truth because Christians wouldn't lie to me. Okay, But yet what they were giving me, they never studied out themselves. And so, you know, I had an attitude. I wanted to learn. If you want to learn something, you're going to go after it to, and, <laughs> and seek it out. And so I'd ask questions. I'd ask questions of this person, that person. I'd read, uh, study, uh, trying to figure this all out. And when I'd go to certain people, I was like, well, why do you do this this way? Uh, well, that's the way my grandfather did it, and that's the way my dad did it, so it must be the right way. I said, well, just because they did it doesn't mean that it's scriptural. 
Right. And so, you know, I said, well, it's not in the Bible that way. Matter of fact, it actually says in the Bible to do it this way. And they get mad because now I insulted their tradition. Well, I didn't mean to insult anything. I just want to know the truth. And so as we, it, this is what's our attitude. It's like, do I want to know this? Am I hungry for this? Is it important to me? Mm-hmm. And if it's not important, well, then you're never going to succeed. Exactly. And one of the other things, too, is when you go to other people to get help in learning these things, like Roger said, he would take what they said, and it's like, yes, this has got to be truth because a Christian's not going to lie to me. They're not, in their minds, they're not lying to you. They're just going by what they've been taught. Mm -hmm. So once you get that information that you're looking for, and they say, well, I believe this, and here's why, and they can give you scripture, then you can go to the scripture yourself, look it up, and decide, yes, this is right, or no, this doesn't quite fit. And then you study it out for yourself, but at least get a starting point. Yeah. And the the whole thing is, is the more you want to learn, the more you'll, you'll absorb all these things that they show you. And then you, you know, if you, well, can you show me where it is in scripture or things like this? Mm-hmm. Even like my job, you know, you know, there's, there's people that can tell me things, but is it the way the company wants it? Mm-hmm. Well, they found a way to get around doing not what the company wants, but they do it their way. Right. So m- me, I'm trying to learn what the company wants so that I can be the best in the promotion that I get. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I've got to have somebody that wants to teach me the company way instead of personal ways. And it, it works the same thing with, with God and, and a lot of things out there. But what is our attitude? Do I want this? How bad do I want it? And our attitude can actually draw somebody away from God. Yeah. Because if we have a very haughty attitude, like I know it all, and a person comes to you, I'll use a good example of a former coworker of mine. The denomination that she belonged to when she got married, her grandfather-in-law was the pastor there. And he says you can't get married in the church because she wanted to have music in the church. And they said no. So she finally went to the pastor one day and says, why? And he took this very haughty attitude. He says, well, it's because of, couldn't really answer her question and wouldn't answer it, but he did it with a very haughty attitude. She left the church and hasn't been back since. And that's unfortunate. And, you know, but I've, I've run into the same thing, you know, where it's like, uh, you know, a pastor would tell me something and it's like, but 
I go up to him afterwards, not in the middle of service or anything. I go up to him. I said, that's not right. That's not what that says. Who are you to tell me? Mm -hmm. I'm the pastor. Well, you're also a brother in the Lord. And the scripture says that I'm supposed to go to my brother if I see him in error. And chew me out and kick me out of the church. You don't have a right to tell a pastor what to do. Yeah, you do. Your job as a brother or sister in the Lord is if you see your brother or sister stumble, you're to be going there and say, hey, what you did, what this is is wrong, according to the scriptures. Here it is. And, you know, just pointing this out so that you can see that you're in error. And we should be grateful that they come and do this. You know, in the book of Proverbs, it says if you, if you chastise a wise man, He'll, he'll thank you. If you chastise a fool, he'll hate you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so which type of person is it that when you tell them, hey, this is wrong, and they get mad and, and say, you know, you don't know who you're talking to. You know, you can't talk to me like that. Well, I mean, if I come to you with a wrong attitude, then that's, that's, a, that's mm-hmm. a, a legit point. But to be able to help somebody, to understand... Or say, hey, I, I don't agree with this. I don't see it scripturally. Well, okay, let's sit down and talk about it. Right attitude. Right. Okay, well, I can help this person to see if, if their teaching is wrong or if mine is wrong. Or maybe we're both wrong, okay? And we just need to sit down and look at the scriptures. You know, but that's what we're supposed to do. You know, no matter what title we have, we're all equal in God's eyes no matter what the title is, because we're all called the children of God. We are. And, you know, so much the time that we have to remember who we're talking to and what God wants us to get across. And we have to keep the attitude that if this person doesn't know the Lord or he's been in church for 25 years and never surrendered to God, that's a soul worth saving. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That's our first song tonight, Soul Worth Saving by Apollo LTD, and we will be right back. You say that you're okay, that you've been holding on for dear life. So many years of rain, you can't remember what the sunshine feels like inside you hurt and you worried you're not deserving of a lifeline oh but the hands that hold the stars say you are don't you know
Hi, I'm Grace, owner of an amazing home-based bakery called Grace's Sweet Treats. We can supply all your baked needs, from cakes to cookies and more. Dietary restrictions or allergies? No problem. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Grace's Sweet Treats 2021. Or go ahead and give us a call at 682-319-6624. That's 682-319-6624. A portion of all proceeds goes to support our veterans and frontline heroes. All right, and thank you for listening. That was A Soul Worth Saving by Apollo LTD. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and get one of our announcements out of the way. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you about an exciting fundraiser that we're doing. We'll be having a raffle. The proceeds will go to help out a local boys' home and girls' home in Waxahachie, Texas. Um, some of our sponsors are Tropical Smoothie Cafe, the Fish City Grill there in Waxahachie, uh, Grace's Sweet Treats, which we just heard there, heard her ad there. Um, I think there's another one, Twisted... Uh, twisted Roots. Twisted Roots. Mm-hmm. So, and we're, you know, if you're wanting to be a sponsor, give us a call. Let us know what you want to do. Um, the tickets for the raffle are $5, and they are on sale. If you're wanting to get one of the tickets, or two or three or five or six. A dozen know. or four. Oh, anyway. <laughs> you can go to dollar sign Glory Rising on your Cash App and in the memo give us your name and your email address. You know, so we can be able to get send you back your information. Your your receipt, receipt. your information. Mm-hmm. And so we can get a hold of you if you're one of the lucky winners. Definitely. Um, so, but we're we're doing this because there's a need, mm-hmm. a local need. This is a small boys' home, a small girls' home. And when these children come to these homes, they have usually nothing. Right. And so these kids need everything. So the money we're raising from this raffle is going directly to them. Right, so they can buy what they need. So they can get what they need. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you're wanting to just donate but you don't want to be part of the raffle, in the memo line, just put donation. Um, and so there's there's a lot of things that you can do to help. If you're wanting to help support our ministry here and help keep our show on the air, you can put in the memo line show mm-hmm. and we'll know where that money goes it's all an accounting thing but just to let you know this is not going in our pockets not well, a single penny of it well you know no no the raffle part is going into it but if you donate towards the show that definitely will go towards it actually but, uh, it goes to fishbowl mm-hmm. studios to pay for the show yep so i mean we're still we're still looking for people. It'll be, the raffle will go to the end of July, so first first part of August we will be doing the drawing, and uh, we'll notify the the winners from there, and uh, go from there. And then we'll let you know what what kind of proceeds we got, what we what we what we could do by your help, not not us alone, but 
you know, to let everybody, let them, them boys and girls know that there are a group of people out there that care. That their young souls worth saving. Yeah. And so, you know, that's, it's really hard on the, the people who run these little, little home, um, uh, boys home, little girls home. You know, it's a, just a family that started these two. And so, you know, they're taking kids in and, you know, they've had up to, last I heard, they got 13 kids. Um, in just one home. In just one place. Yeah, one home. And so that's a lot of kids. And, you know, so if God puts on your heart to do this, you know, just send us Cash App. If you, if you can't do Cash App, um, we're gonna, we'll see if we can find another way to, to, to do it. Andre's number. Okay, and if you want to just give Andre or Cindy a call, you can call them at 682-319-4846. Again, that's 682-319-4846. And give your information to them and yeah, we can see what we can and do. And we can see what we can do. Yeah. So um, this way we can, you know, if you, you know, if you have something special you want to do, or if you're a business that say, hey, I want to make this this special donation just for them, okay, we can get that to them as well. So, you know, we're just letting you know our, where our hearts at. You know, we, we're trying to help. As we, the reason we hold, we started the radio program was to try to help people. Some people don't want to go to church, or they can't get the answers they want. So, you know, maybe we can give them an answer outside of a church scene and maybe get them to understand you know that Jesus still loves them whether they understand or don't understand mm-hmm. like or dislike what the bible says that doesn't stop Jesus from loving us yes and <clears throat> keep in mind that we may answer questions you didn't even know you had and that may be true because i know that there've been times <clears throat> like i said when with our topic last week and the one thing that you said is like attitude and it just popped and you know god started dealing with me on attitude mm-hmm. so 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 thank you in advance for, <coughs> for your donations and uh keep letting them roll in and uh we, if we can get more sponsors there we'll let you know we'll be advertising their, them on this show because you know they've taken time out to donate some some product for so we can have this so all right, <clears throat> so I guess we carry on. Back to the show. <laughs> so, uh, one of the things that I've been dealing with this last week uh, regarding the attitude is how can we affect somebody else's attitude? Okay. I mean, I did make mention that I'm kind of in a little cubicle by myself and I can't get the external influences coming in. So we can influence other people's attitudes with mm-hmm. our own. <clears throat> That's true. Well, I mean, <clears throat> even uh, another station here in the local area, KLTY, um, they're doing a... Uh, you know, uh, uh, basically, do something nice for somebody else. Mm-hmm. 
thing that, that that they got going on. And they said, well, you know, they would send you send you cards to give out to them, and then they would get back to the radio station, and you know, but it's do something nice for somebody. I'm trying to think of the exact way they put it, but I, I thought that was really encouraging that they were telling people it's like, look, do an act, oh, act of kindness, <clears throat> do an act of kindness towards somebody, and give them this card. And then they can call the radio station for because they've got uh, pastors on staff that they can counsel with them if they had some questions or whatever. But they could also give a shout out to the people who did it, mm-hmm. you know. And maybe they don't know their name, just somebody did this for me. And you know, you just don't know how much that the word you have to say that time may be the word God wants you to give them to lift them up. Mm-hmm. Give them comfort. <clears throat> like you didn't know, you know, don't know what I've been going through, but just that little two words or three words you said minister to me. Mm-hmm. Even a smile can minister to somebody. Mm-hmm. We had a patient come up to <clears throat> one of my other coworkers, and it was an older gentleman, and he looked at her and he says, your smile has just made my day. Yep. People see us as old people and they just either cringe and want to run away, but they don't want to show us the kindness. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's true because it's like they don't know how to act around an older person sometimes. But, you know, the, but it is, it's like a smile, you know doing a little little just a little something uh, a neighbor that you hear that uh may have been sick and went to the hospital that you you know go over and you know bake it bake some cookies for them or you and mother know mother lawn yeah it's, it's something you know find out that a person broke their leg well they can't mow their grass well go mow their grass mm-hmm. you know all these little things make a world of difference so it can turn a person that is bitter inside and see that there is good mm-hmm. and they can change their attitude you know so we have a, we can either be a positive change or we can be a negative change and for the kingdom of god's sake we need to be the positive change there are some people said you know every every christian i talk to they talk down to me and you know you're a sinner blah 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 blah, blah. i was like okay so but you didn't do that no, I wouldn't want to be talked down like that too. But I've been talked down like that too, even after I've been a Christian. You know, they still talk to me that way. <clears throat> but, uh, but the whole thing is, is that's what they were taught to do. Well, give them the kindness, and you know, it's like, yeah, that may have hurt your feelings. Okay, well, let me try to help you understand. You know, I can't vouch for them or say that they're right, you're wrong. But, you know, what are they trying to share with you? It, it must be something pretty important for somebody to go to that extreme. They really must believe this wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And, or, you know, not, and hopefully they're worried about you, not just worried about numbers. Right. Yeah. And there are times, in fact, a lot of times, yes, some people need to be reminded, hey, you know, this goes against God's law. This is a sin. But there are a lot of people who know they're sinners and 
they don't need to be reminded. They don't need to be reminded that they're on a path to hell. They need to be, yes, they need to be reminded that they're a sinner, but you can repent of that sin and God will accept you. And that's what they need to hear, not the belittling. And and you're so right. It's, you know, the thing is, it's the way you approach them to say whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, if you approach them in an attitude of love, Mm -hmm. they're going to receive whatever you say with that attitude. It's not you trying to put them down. Now, this one evangelism program that I was taught, that's what you did. First thing you do is you go out there and, because I did a lot of street ministries, and uh, what you're supposed to do is walk this way. If you were to go, if you were to die today, we go heaven to hell. Well, okay, whatever. It's like, well, right now you put them on the defense. It's like, well, you know, what are you trying to say? And then you try to do the other steps along with it, and people are like, look, okay. Well, just say this prayer with me. Okay, if I say this prayer with me, go away. Well, then they then they take this back. They see this person prayed with me, so this is one soul I got for my notch in my belt. And that was the program. You know, you had to go get so many each night. And I was like, you know, I was like, I can't do this. I went out on the street. I was out witnessing and going to bars and stuff like this and witnessing the people and it's like, okay, having a very good night, met a lot of good people. This lady walks up to me and looks at me and says, you're a sinner and you're going to hell. I said, well, how can you judge me on that? It's like, you need to repent. I said, well, okay, tell me what I need to repent of since you seem to know so much about me. And, well, you, you know, we're all sinners. It's like, yeah, we all were sinners. Yes, anyway, go ahead. It says, I said, do you even know who you're talking to? Well, I just know you need Christ. I said, I already got him. He lives within me. You know, but she was so caught up. Well, I'm a prophetess, and I, and, and I know that you're, you're off in sin, and you need to repent. I said, really? What sin am I in? If you're a prophetess, go ahead and tell me. Like, and so she did vague things like, okay. I said, I said, okay, stop. I said, I'm out here going into the bars and things, witnessing to people, sharing Christ. So, what is your problem with me? Well, see, you're just you've got a rebellious attitude, and walked off. I was like, okay, I don't understand how a rebellious attitude. But I was like, well, Lord, lift her up, you know, show her what she needs to understand because she's not reaching people. Everybody would walk on the other side of the street, didn't want to have contact with her. But, you you know, other people, you'd be out there and be sharing, and people would be listening because what they had to say, they ministered in love, Mm -hmm. not in condemnation. That attitude of love, which Christ talks about, is the way that we'll reach people. You know, yeah, Jesus had his points where he had to be rough with, with the Pharisees. Okay? 
and he had to turn over tables and things like this. And it's like called them vipers, you know, but that wasn't everybody. These people knew what they were supposed to do and was deliberately going against God. Other people they talked to on the street and everything else, he'd just walk up to them and start talking to them. I mean, Zacchaeus up in the tree. Come down here. We can't talk to you up there. The woman, I guess I mostly I paraphrased that. But. The woman at the well. You know, she was a Samaritan. Oh, they were bad people, according to the Jews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mixed breeds. Okay. But Jesus went and said, well, and she came and he asked and said, can you draw me some water? <laughs> Sit there and talk to her. She, she got defensive to start with. Well, your people say this and my people say that. Jesus said, well, there's going to come a day. It doesn't matter whether you worship here or there, but you got to be worshiping God. And so he ministered where enough to her spirit that she went back and told everybody, and they came out to meet with Jesus. Mm-hmm. She was a great witness. This guy told me all this stuff. Let's go talk to him. Okay, They've got to be something about you that people can come and talk to. You know, it's like open, you know, it's like, God, show me what I need to do. If it's just sharing three words with them, you know, God loves you. You know, or, you know, to let people know that they have worth. Because God thinks that every one of us on earth has, has an opportunity. He died, Jesus' blood, just to cover the sins of all of us. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is receive him. Accept him as Lord. Repent of what we've done. He said, I'll, I'll take you in. I will call you my child. And so these kind of things people need to understand because some people have never had somebody that says that they were worth anything. All right. So. But if we constantly have the attitude of judgment, okay, that's going to turn people away. That's why so many people I talk to, if you start talking to them about God, look, I've already heard about that. I was raised in the church. I don't want nothing to do with that stuff. I'm tired of hearing this and that. Okay. Well, what part of it were you tired of hearing? That God loves you? No. This, you know, this and this and this. Okay. Well, was that because it's in the Word of God, or is that just because people are fallible and they made mistakes? Now you've opened conversation. You know, I mean, for me, you know, if I get in that attitude of being angry or, or judgmental, somebody's got to come to me and talk to, and talk to me in a quieter manner to help me calm down. You mean I can't just come up to you and slap you upside the head? Well, you can because you've been around too long enough. Anyway. <laughs> Although I'd have to make you sit down first. That's true. I don't think you can reach that tall. But anyway, uh, so, I mean, but think about it. You know, if somebody's got something they're willing to share with you, take time to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, might find out they're speaking the truth. And if they're not, chalk it up to, okay, I heard them, but that's not the way it is. Mm-hmm. And when someone's talking, listen. Don't just hear their words. Listen. Because you hear you may hear things, and it's like, 
okay this is what i'm understanding we had a a misunderstanding here several months ago with um andre and Denisha because i asked him a question are you sold out for god and i was asking are you going to give your all to god and they thought i meant are you going to turn your back on him so when someone's talking to you listen to them don't just hear their words but listen to them and if you're not understanding them ask questions yeah so i mean i I took an attitude myself it's like when somebody comes up starts sharing with me something whether it's good or bad did the lord send them Mm -hmm. let me hear what they have to say and then let me figure out okay are they actually talking to me about this or is there a misunderstanding and but if you go into the attitude that i'm willing to listen you know tell me if i'm wrong show me my error so i can get better Mm -hmm. you know what if at your job somewhere that they you know they always told you you you're doing it wrong but they never told you what you did wrong how you gonna fix it you know well you just wrong you know you don't 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 you know you did it wrong again well tell me how to do it right no just do right well i can't do right if you don't show me what's wrong but not but or you can take the attitude well i'm not going to listen to you because you know you keep telling me i'm wrong but you never tell me what so i'm just going to do it my way okay. so you can see how our attitudes can make a lot of difference you know with the where you work people you're around even at home mm-hmm. with your children and the adults spouse and spouses like come on you because know. Funny story truly happened. We were putting a mural up in our living room, and Roger is six foot four, six foot five, somewhere in there. I don't hit five foot. So he was, and our ceilings are low. They're what, eight foot ceilings? Eight foot ceilings, yeah. So he was able to stand flat footed and, you know, get the up top, but he needed my help. And he goes, I need your hand. I said, okay, what do you need? He says, I need you to hold this. So he grabs my hand and puts it where he wanted it. And he did it in such a way, his attitude was haughty about it. Like, don't you understand what I wanted? And then he realized, he did apologize to me later, but he realized that we'd been together for so long and I won't say we think alike but we think similarly and so he goes I just thought you knew what I wanted yeah no it's it's like okay it's it's like but I I had to realize I didn't verbalize I thought the things and but I didn't verbalize them to her so she didn't know and so I'm assuming she didn't want to do it right. And so, I mean, it was a, it was a learning process because sometimes, you know, we may think it, but we haven't verbalized it for other people to understand it. So it's, it's the whole point to that is it's really easy, especially with your spouse, to 
take that attitude. Yeah, because it's it's really easy. I mean, if you if you say something harshly, they're immediately going to assume a negative. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's why the Bible says uh, to be soft-spoken. Okay, we we need to you know make it where people are not offended by the first words that come out of our mouth. You know, not saying that the gospel is not offensive. It is to to a lot of people. They get offended. Well, you know, God says. You know, you shall not kill. Well, I want to kill. Well, okay. <laughs> it's still not right. Yeah. Okay. Or you should not steal. Well, I don't, I don't agree with that. Well, you don't have to agree with it. That's, you know, do you want to be stolen from? <laughs> it's like if you don't want your stuff taken that you worked hard for, why would you take somebody else's stuff that they worked hard for? It doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. It just means that you're selfish and you only think about you. Right. You're not thinking about the community as a whole. Okay. You know, what what are, you know to make everybody be able to work together. You know, but you want to, it's only all about you. Well, hold on to your thoughts for just a minute. Okay. Actually, it'd be a little bit more than a minute. Cuz it's time for that next song. Mhm. Mm and it's Broken Things by Matthew West, and we'll be right back. If grace was a kingdom, I stopped at the gate, thinking I don't deserve to pass through after all. That I've made Oh, but I heard a whisper As heaven bent down Said, child, don't you know That the first will be last And the last get a crown
With gates open wide And there's a seat at the table Just waiting for you So come on Hi, I'm Grace, owner of an amazing home-based bakery called Grace's Sweet Treats. We can supply all your baked needs, from cakes to cookies and more. Dietary restrictions or allergies? No problem. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Grace's Sweet Treats 2021. Or go ahead and give us a call at 682-319-6624. That's 682-319-6624. A portion of all proceeds goes to support our veterans and frontline heroes. All right, and welcome back. For those of you who are listening, if you'd like to give us a call, that phone number tonight is 214-431-5032. If you're on Facebook watching us live, give me a comment. I'm here monitoring them. So I did get my little problem fixed early, <laughs> early, okay. early. But give us a give us a shout out. Let us know you're watching. Um, and we've been talking about attitude and there's so much about attitude that a lot of times we don't even realize that we have an attitude well i mean sometimes we don't realize what kind of attitude i mean i think we all have attitudes every day Mm -hmm. um but we don't understand sometimes what kind of attitude Mm -hmm. what that attitude can do uh, if you come home tired from work and your kids are coming up to you and say look look dad look what i made okay i'm tired okay i, I just need to sit down and relax well you just gave an attitude to that child that you're not important mm-hmm. me being tired is more important and we have the attitudes and we have emotions and we have all these things but sometimes we just got to quit looking about ourselves. You know, like, well, I'm tired. Well, yeah, we're all tired. You know, when you get home from work, yeah, we're tired. But what about our children? Mm-hmm. You know, they you know, they want something, you know, do you ask them about their day? Husbands, wives, do you talk to your, your spouses about how their day went? Mm-hmm. Your day may have been really horrible, but what about your day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when Yvandre would be here, he said, "Yeah, there's something he learned because he came to me one day and it was just complaining about everything is going wrong and all his problems." And I'm sitting there, I'm going through a miserable day myself, and I just looked at him. I said, "I said, do you even care what kind of day I had?" And it stopped him in his tracks. He said, "I never thought about that. I was just thinking about my problems." Sometimes we just gotta sit back and say, "How was your day?" Mm-hmm. You know, take your kids, set them down, say, "Hey, that, let me see the drawing you made. How was school? What did you learn?" Mm-hmm. You know, and let them know that they're valuable to you, because that's where a lot of divorces come from, a lot of hurts in the families, is they don't feel they're valued. And we can do that just by an attitude, attitude we bring home. Mm-hmm. And when you sit down and listen to the other person, you validate them and tell them <coughs> you're important. That 
instead of being an attitude of selfishness, self-gratification, it's putting that other person ahead and picking them up and lifting them up. Yeah, because we, you know, we, we come home, we're, we're distraught, we're tired, we're hungry, whatever we are. You know, we get so focused on ourselves that we don't even see what goes on around us. Mm-hmm. You know, you're driving down the road and, you're, and you've had a bad day. And this person here stops at a traffic light and you honk the horn at him. Go on, hurry it up, hurry it up. You know, don't know anybody that does that. Uh, yeah. Nobody uh, we, you know? We, we won't give out the initials, but it's Roger Dennis. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> but an attitude, I mean, it, you're focused on yourself and you don't care what's going on with the other person. You know, there's a song out there that, you know, and I can't remember the actual title of it. But it talks about there's a there's a woman sitting on the bus and her kids are just, you know, just running rampant, They're, you know, screaming, hollering. And this guy says, can't you control your kids? And she says, you don't understand. We've just been sitting in the hospital with my husband that just passed away. And we're going home. You don't understand what that, that other person's going through. Uh, another in another verse of the song says there's an older guy he's driving really slow down the freeway and people are honking their horns and 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 he goes, Well, I'm sorry, but nobody's there to help me to get anywhere and I can't hardly see, so I drive slow. We don't know what the other person's going through. We've even had some discussions kind of like that ourselves when somebody gets really impatient with the car in front of us or whatever. And it's like, you know, I look at them and I'm like, you don't know what they're going through. Mm -hmm. Maybe they can't see the road because I was that way. Right. I went five years where I didn't drive because I couldn't see. And when I did start driving again I drove slow and so we experience things in our lives that teach us patience Mm -hmm. and that change our attitude towards other people right now the only ones I still have yes I'm admitting it I have a slight attitude towards the people who are just going as fast as they can in and out of traffic last week going home there was a motorcyclist that was driving down the middle line between the cars on the freeway and I'm like "Mm, I have problems with stupidity (laughs) yeah well I mean these kind of things, like I said, there's so many things that could influence. Bad weather can influence your attitude. Uh, you know, there's just so much that's, that's out there. But this is where we need to make sure that we let the Holy Spirit guide us, mm-hmm. okay, instead of letting our emotions guide us. Okay, emotions are going to take us on a roller coaster ride, okay? If we will let the Holy Spirit speak to us, take some time, stay calm and let let god do the talking we won't make as many mistakes we won't have 
several kinds of bad attitudes. But, you know, when you, when you see a, you know, a homeless person, you know, with a sign that says hungry, so what's your first thoughts? Get a job. <laughs> okay. And we, there's a lot of things that we think, but that's our attitude. Mm-hmm. We have a preconceived idea about different types of people. Okay. And so, you know, where's our compassion? Where's our love? Um, because God will bless us when we show kindness to others. Mm-hmm. You know, we get chastised by God when we show the opposite. God says, that's not me. That's not the way I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. So these are things to take, take a look at. And you have to evaluate you. Okay. It's one nice thing about, you know, radio, you can give out the information, but... You know, you never hear back the the results. But you have to sit there and evaluate yourself. Like, is this me? If it's not you, praise God, thank you. But be praying for those that have that problem. Those that are in your churches, those are your neighbors, uh, you know, friends. You know, if they're having this problem, then ask God what you can do to help them out. How can you bring light into their darkness? How can you encourage them? How can uh, you help them show God's glory? Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's little things that we can do. It's not about all the rules and regulations. You know, they're there to give guidance to those who want to be lawless. We, the biggest thing God wants us to do is love. We need to love one another. We need to love the sinner. Um, God is love. And so he's wanting to get his love out. You know, the rules with the Holy Spirit, when people grab a hold of his love and accept him, the Holy Spirit's going to be the one changing them. It's not going to be us doing the changing. You know, because for a long time I thought it was, you know, I had to change them. I'm the pastor, so I have to change people. You know, it's my job to change them. And God says, why are you trying to do the work of the Holy Spirit? Your job is to give them the information. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict, lead, guide, teach. It's like, it's his job. So, you know, you can't do his job. And so I had to learn that. It's like, there's nothing, I, all I can do is present what God shows me to present. After that, the Holy Spirit's got to take over. All right. But your attitude and, and the way you treat people are going to change theirs. It's like, you know, this is this the way God is? Is this the way he loves? Does he really care about me and mm-hmm. what I'm going through? Or is he mad because I'm doing all these sinful things? And when you can keep a right attitude and let people see who God is mm-hmm. because when you're not when you're not in the right place people are going to look and say see I told you we were while we were in Germany there was a gentleman that was over there he worked for the Red Cross and he was 
our Sunday school teacher, and he did a book called The Father Heart of God. And in this book, it was describing how we as humans um, compare our earthly father to our heavenly father. And if all you ever have known was an abusive father, a sarcastic father, then when somebody starts talking about God, that's the first thing they're going to start thinking. He's abusive. He's sarcastic. He doesn't love me. He doesn't understand me. Mm -hmm. So keep your attitude right so people can see God through you. So, I mean, these are some of these things you, you probably already know, you probably already have heard. Um, but sometimes we just need to think about them a little bit more. It's like if somebody was to, you know, if I go up to people you work around and say, what kind of person is they? Oh, man, he, he's this, he's that, or she's this, she's that. It's like, okay. Will they give you a report that Jesus would be happy to hear? Or would they give a report of a selfish individual you know what is you know because i mean i had a a, a deacon in a, in a church i was going to and i shared this before on the air that he was he was had you know different ministries that in the church that he was in charge over well i wanted to go be part of it well he went he went to my workplace in the military he went and talked to people that knew me that I worked with and says what kind of person is he and it's like you know I heard that you know I heard that he's a real drunkard and stuff no he's not a drunkard and all he ever talks about is this Jesus thing and it's like and so he would talk he talked to like four or five different people and uh and then he came back to me later, you know, later on the following week and says, okay, uh, I talked to you, I talked to people you work with. And I got offended. It's like, what do you mean going around talking about, you know, find out about me? And uh, he says, well, I go and ask him simple questions, you know, what kind of person are you? You know, and he's like, your report is very good. These people, it's like they don't hate you. They just don't understand you, you know. But they, I hear what you talk about, you know, and they say, well, you know, all this is good. But it's like, man, I get tired of hearing this. I don't know anything about them except that he likes Jesus. And he's like, they don't, he said, they don't even know if I, if I was married or had kids because I never talked about anything else. He said, so... It was one of those things that it helped me rethink. It's like, I need to show them I'm a person too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but I, I got to be part of the diff- a couple different ministries that way, you know. But he wanted to find out what my testimony was. And, yes, I was talking about Jesus, but he said, you got to let people know who you are. Let them know that you're a real person, not just a robot spitting out scriptures, you know. And so, you know, I had to, to learn that. 
I thought, well, my job is I just got to talk about Jesus. No, you just got to talk about being real. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think that's part of what makes us work here on the show is that we keep it real. Yeah, we try to. And, uh, you know, if we're succeeding, it'd be nice to, to hear from people. Um, you know, let, let us know because that way we, we get the feel from you that whether we're going down the right road for you or whether we're missing the mark. You know, if we're missing the mark, then we're wasting your time, and I don't want to waste your time. You know, there's people out there that, you know, we want to be in tune with the Holy Spirit and let him guide us. And so, but if you if you got something there that, you know, you can also, you know, check in with us, uh, you know, call in, say, let us know, uh, send messages on Facebook, mm-hmm. and, you know, so on and so forth. So, and that helps encourage us. So we keep the right attitude. We, th- we keep going in the right direction. You know, we get, I get a lot of feedback, you know, from different people. And uh, it's like, so far, you know, we're doing okay. There's some things that said we need to change, some things we need to do a little different. And so we'll look at those things and see if we can, we can do that. But your comments or encouragement or correction I'm not. I'm not excluding the correction part. I think we've done something wrong. You lead and let us know so we can fix it um, if it's fixable. Okay. So I'm just. I'm just saying that's an attitude. You know, just because we're on a radio program doesn't mean that we got all the answers. We're just a group of people that are trying to to encourage you, and you can encourage us. Exactly. And you know, I know a few weeks ago we had quite a conversation going on in the chat i was so excited i was so excited about that and i know that in the past especially when we were first getting started and of course the hours that we had for our show when we first started were monday nights from seven to nine and you know, I'm like, okay, I understand. Nobody wants to listen from 7 to 9 because I wanted to be at home in bed too, <laughs> you know. Um, but we got really discouraged at one point. Mm-hmm. So we hang, we hanged in there. Hey, that's oh, good, that's good English. Good English, yeah, all that's right. poor English. <laughs> oh, it's poor English, so I'm sorry. So, Not from where we, I come from. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> We hung in there, and we kept going. And we're not getting a lot of comments on Facebook, but the people we know locally, and Andre especially, he's he bebops around this town like he owns it. But he's running into people, and if he's wearing one of his, his Glory Rising shirts... I know you, and they've seen us on the radio. Or, well, they didn't see us on the radio. They saw us on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Or they heard us on the radio Mm -hmm. and would tell tell him what they liked. And that's encouraging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, we we keep track of our analytics and uh, the radio a station helps us, you know, who, you know, how many people are listening and things like this by, 
all by their methods and and so we know we get a little encouragement there because right now because of you all there we we went over the 10,000 mark of listeners so uh, we got excited about that because we were hanging down around two or three thousand when we was on the Monday night program and there's things that we had to change some things we had to do and all of a sudden it's like you know more people are listening for longer periods of time um, so we do thank you for that so we're thinking we're going down the right path but we, we always like to hear the actual encouragement from the people mm-hmm. and we're, we've been talking amongst ourselves about making some changes mm-hmm. and when we make these changes if it's something you don't like let us know yeah you know it's like and i know change is always hard and i don't always like change but there are certain things that need to sometimes be changed and this is this is all about attitude it's like you know we you know we want to we want to do the best for you and our attitude is that you are the important part Mm -hmm. you know it's not about us and and our thing it's about are we reaching out is what we're saying important is it reaching to to the people that are listening so i mean we're just kind of sharing our attitude about this so you know just we just want to encourage you and you know we want to get some encouragement back too so but you know we we want to you know there's some things we may get a little bit hard about and there's same things that we don't but you know the point being is we do care and that's why we put together the stuff we do right and we do like to laugh i mean we kind of started off on a comical note tonight and but again we're human mm-hmm. we have these emotions these attitudes and i kind of started off at work that way it's like i was in a goofy mood kind of a sassy attitude never crossing the line but mm-hmm. you know always having that quick response to the patients and so it just has kind of carried on right so but you can see how you know you know what if you what what if you brought that attitude into your workplace <clears throat> and some of you do and uh, no doubt I've mean I've seen a lot of people and you know, one young man at my work it was like he came in so full bubbly and energetic uh, to do his job and it was like wow okay I mean it refreshing it, it, it was really refreshing it's like wow you know nothing negative to say always uh, smile on his face uh, you know it was like wow that that really encouraged me there's a lot of people like oh i'm here i'll get my job done they do their job but they're always you know complaining or whatever and it's like so you get into the same type routine Mm -hmm. but uh so i mean uh i mean that that, he spoke a lot to me just by the whole shift that he worked he was that way the whole time Mm -hmm. and he had fun with what he was doing 
because he had an attitude of fun. He had an attitude of joy, an attitude of uh, gratitude, I'm yeah. sure. And it was like, wow, it was like, okay. And it made his work day easier. Mm-hmm. And in turn, make my work day easier. So, you know, something to think about. It's like, what are you doing to make the people around you happy? Mm-hmm. It's not about you. What about them? And I think when you actually get there and you start enjoying, you know, uh, being pleasant, it changes your attitude as well. Right. Excellent. So what else we got? Uh, well, actually, we've got the time for our next break. Oh, we got another break. It's, I know. It's going so fast. This next song is A God Who Listens by Chris Tomlin. And we will be right back. The God made the winters and the summers The one who put the stars all in their place The only one who stands above all i 
I'm Grace, owner of an amazing home-based bakery called Grace's Sweet Treats. We can supply all your baked needs, from cakes to cookies and more. Dietary restrictions or allergies? No problem. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Grace's Sweet Treats 2021. Or go ahead and give us a call at 682-319-6624. That's 682-319-6624. A portion of all proceeds goes to support our veterans and frontline heroes. Right, welcome back. That was the God Who Listens by Chris Tomlin, and isn't it nice to know that he does listen to yep. us? So, um, if you're wanting to join in the show and give us a call, that number is two one four four three one five zero three two, or you can join me on Facebook Live, and I'm monitoring the chats at this time. So. I'm going to ask you, why don't you go ahead and tell us some of the other things that we're looking at doing down the road? Oh, we got a, we got a few things planned for this summer. Uh, we're going to be probably the end of June. We haven't got an official date because we haven't got the, the park reserved yet. But we're going to do a, a, it's called the Children's Extravaganza. We're going to have it twice this summer. Uh, we're going to do one in uh, June and another in July. We're going to go to a couple different parks, and we're going to invite the kids uh, for to come out for those. Um, so we got some sponsors that are going to be out there. We're going to provide food, and uh, we're going to have some events for the kids to be doing. So there's a, just uh, looking for to have, give the kids something to do and uh, for them to have some fun. And then uh, this fall, uh, we're still looking at it. Uh, a lot of planning involved, but uh, we'll get we'll let you know the big event that we're going to do because uh, I think we got a God's Family reunion we're starting trying to put together for the folks down in the Waxahachie area. So we got some things on down the road a little bit, but uh, we'll give you more details as we finalize things. And uh, I know with Andre down and stuff like this, uh, we're taking a little bit longer to get things done. So. But uh, we, you know, we still got the the uh, raffle that we're doing. So if you can help out with, uh, if you want to be part of that raffle, just go ahead and and uh, to get your ticket, just go to Cash App to Dollar Sign Glory Rising, and uh, that'll take you to our Cash App. You'll see it when you come up. It'll say it'll say Glory Rising Radio, 
and um, we just need you to make sure that you uh, at least send, if nothing else, send your email so we'll be able to send you your confirmation that it was received and also get you your ticket number so that you'll have it and uh, then we'll have it put in a drawing. So we've got some fun things. Yeah, and I wasn't going to say anything, but I'm going to have to because God's been chastising me. Um, there will be a quilt oh. in the raffle. I've been asking her whether she's going to make a quilt for this this raffle. She she'd been like, well, well no, I cut it I cut it out that very night. He asked me, but this is this is the project that I'm working on. That I had to get it all organized to make it work a little bit faster. And so yes, okay, I. So she's making a homemade quilt. That's another thing that's going to be on the raffle. So. Um, and Cindy, if you're listening, no, you don't get to be in the raffle. <laughs> Cindy's been wanting a, because we had a raffle at our God's Family Reunion, uh, not a raffle, but a drawing. Door uh, prizes. Door prizes. And uh, she made a quilt for that. And uh, it was quite lovely. So Cindy was like, I want one. <laughs> so, But anyway, so that's going to be another prize that we're going to have there. And... Uh, as time goes on and you know more sponsors get get coming in we'll have more and more prizes um, but it's going for the, these kids and so that's all that's important is getting these funds together for them and uh, you know trying to help them out in some little way so so what else we got well we still have a little bit of time to talk about our attitudes um, we only have about yeah minutes. about that long <laughs> well we have less than 15, about 15 minutes yeah. so um i've had fun tonight yeah there's there's a lot there and just um you know without putting it all into the negative i mean there's there's so much positive attitudes we can have out there but you know but are we presenting that positive attitude is the main concern right and one of the things that if you struggle with a negative attitude you can do like i've been doing and first thing in the morning it's like okay lord i want to have a good day i want to have a good day i don't want all this ick to jump on me and and cause me to have bad attitude so you know just pray ask god to help you with your attitude yeah. Well, the Holy Spirit will do what you allow Him to do, mm-hmm. and this is where we've got to yield, and we got to be submissive to the, the leading of the Holy Spirit. Ooh, a <clears> submissive <throat> attitude. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we're always wanting to be in charge, then we've got a wrong attitude. Jesus came to be a servant, not to be. The one being served. Right. And the being in charge part, I'm a person of contradiction, and I know this. It's like I am a very quiet, very laid-back, peace-at-all-cost kind of person. Very rarely do I stand up and get on somebody's bad side. 
But at the same time, I also like to be in charge of things. When we had our church building, I knew everything that was going on as far as what we were planning on doing, how we were going to do it, where we were going to do it. And all this was figured out. And Since we've been doing the radio program, I work a full-time job. Roger works a full-time job. And a lot of the events were leaning on Cindy and Andre, who've been doing a great job, and saying, this is what we need. And Andre has done a good job this last week. He's called me almost every day, and he said, this is what I've done. This is what I've done. This is what I've done. Because I don't like to be caught off, off guard and, and surprised. So, so relinqu relinquishing the got to be in charge. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Jesus relinquished being in charge when he left he left heaven. True. As God. And he came down to be a servant of man, to teach us how to be a servant. And so sometimes we have to lay down some of this stuff and be willing to follow. And even though I was a pastor of a church, and if all of a sudden my you know the person the director of you know children's events you know or whatever you want to call that you know children's pastor or whatever different churches call it but they would say okay i want you to come you know would you come and help yeah well i show up and say well you what do you want done i said i don't want nothing done i'm here at, under your mm -hmm. leadership and said well you're the pastor you can you no, I'm the pastor. The pastor is a shepherd. The shepherd tends the sheep. Okay, I'm a servant. Yes, I'm also in charge of certain things, but this is your area that God's put you in with your, with your goals, your calling. And it's like, I need to come under that authority. Mm -hmm. So when I'm working with you, I'm here to help you. I'm not your boss. Okay, we're all working together in ministries. And everybody... You know, God has callings for each person, not and not for me, but callings for each person that's that He has to do something. Mm -hmm. So if if it's the person cleaning the toilets, okay, and that's their ministry to the church, that so they keep the church clean and things like this, that's that's their ministry. God gave that to them because of whatever for whatever reason, but He gave it to them. Well, if I'm coming in to help the janitor. I don't expect him to, well, do you want me to do this? No, you're the janitor. Tell me what you want me Tell to me do what to you want done. You. you know, give them the respect of the position that they're in. We're all working for the same goal, okay? We just have different callings from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for those that think that being the janitor is not a calling of a ministry, you're wrong, okay? Because God calls us each, you know, there was one lady, she was called to bake cookies and take them to her neighbors. And that was her calling. I was like, wow, I don't see how that... No, she would, she would make these cookies. Then she would give them a little note on the thing, just a word of encouragement. And God would tell her which neighbors to go take this plate of cookies to. And the message that God, you know, that she put on there, the scripture and thing, was something they needed. Mm -hmm. It was a ministry. So don't knock people because you don't think it's a ministry. You know, what is God doing in their life? Mm -hmm. you know? 
Well, and also when you start, especially if you're looking down at the janitor of the church or somebody like that, you know, be be careful because God may humble you into a position like that. Yeah. And well, you know, and it just we don't know. I mean, we have to respect everybody's calling. Mm-hmm. You know, one person I knew, he was into, you know, the abortion thing. He said he was an anti-abortion person. He would go out and make signs and walk abortion clinics and stuff like this. And it's like man go for this yeah i mean god put a passion on him to do these things mm-hmm. and he came and i let him speak at our church and then when he got done it's like well are you coming out to 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 the rally we're having at this abortion clinic i said no well see you're not with us then you're against us no i'm not against you you know this is your ministry and putting it out here some people may be eager to be part of that ministry my ministry is a little different Mm -hmm. okay you know i have more of a teaching type ministry things like this and so you know everybody and their callings are not all the same and they they're supposed to be different in a church Mm -hmm. there's supposed to be multiple different types of callings in a church because you know god brings people into one place because their talents are needed and their ministry is needed Mm mm-hmm Okay, and it's not about the pastors, not about anything like that. It's it's a it's a matter that God brings us together. Now let's learn to work together as a team, mm-hmm. with your abilities, your abilities, your callings. It's like, well, let's let's get it all together. God put us here together to work. You know, I can help you with yours. You can help me with mine. Mm-hmm. And so then the church functions well. But if it's all about, well, let's wait for the pastor to make a decision on which direction we're going. Well, okay, there's a point to that, but it's like, what is your ministry doing? Mm-hmm. Okay, if you've been called to this church, and when, when I tell people, it's like, are you called to this church? Well, I like your church. Well, are you called to this church? What is your ministry? Well, I don't have one. Well, then we don't have space for nothing. Mm-hmm. God sends people with a ministry and to reach out to this area that we're in right now and so people didn't quite understand that because they all expected well the church is supposed to have all these ministries for me well what are you bringing what are you bringing to the body of christ not just your tithe money Mm -hmm. not just your sitting in the pew but what is your ministry and i become amazed at these people who go to church week after week, service after service, and just sit there. They don't have any kind of ministry. That's like, I know that we, you and I, have had a a position where we were busy all the time in the church. But we were so busy, we got burned out. And so we've taken a step back we've you know since covid lost church things like this so when we go for a while it was fine because then it's like oh yes we can sit back and just be fed and then now it's like i go to a church and 
um, you know, I go in there, it's like, how can I help you? What can I do to help? Um, you know, we did that with Vicki. We walked in her church and, or, you know, into their service, and she was so frantically trying to clean things up. It's like, what do you want me to do? Oh, no, 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 you can't do this. I said, no, let me help. This is what I'm here for. And she finally relented, and other other ladies came in from the church and started cleaning, and, and it all got done. But don't turn down the offer of help. Yeah, so people take that as a you're trying to take over attitude. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had that several times. I go in and it's like, okay, well, I'm here to help you. Mm-hmm. What do you mean help me? I don't need your help. Okay, well, God, when God sends me someplace, it's because he needs me to to help somebody. You know, well, I don't need your help. Okay, well, sorry. You know, I just thought I'd give you a hand. Mm-hmm. I don't know why God sent me here then. Okay. Well, <clears throat> guess what? What? We have come what? to the end of our time. Nope, we sorry. have three minutes left. Sorry. Three. Got another hour, right? No. No? You didn't pay for another hour. Oh. And I'm sure Victor has other things to do. Well, you know. Said <laughs> so you're looking at Victor. He's going, no, 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 no. not really. Except go home, really. maybe. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, this has been a good, good discussion tonight about attitude. And examine yourself. Hmm. Find out where your attitude is. But um, we're going to invite you to come back and join us again next week, mm-hmm. Friday night, from... 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Central Time. We're coming to you live from Fishbowl Studios here in the beautiful Bedford, Texas. And yes, I do have to still think all these things (laughs) to get them out right. Um, Join us next week. If you would like to just send me a little note on Facebook... You go to our Facebook page is... Pound, the number four, uh, Jesus 2020. Okay? All right. That's four, Jesus 2020. So, so yeah, and if you, you get in there and if you want to put in and make a friend's request, I can put you into there. And that way you'll have access to all that, all the information, all the archives, everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, that would be something that, you know, that's uh, available to you. And so that way you can kind of keep up with things that we're doing. And you can send messages to us and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll give me an excuse to actually get on Facebook if I know I'm looking for something. Yeah. We're looking at also doing another streaming platform too. That, uh, but once I get that up, then it'll be added to the uh, mm-hmm. the stuff. So, and <clears throat> I'd I'd like to say we're going to be starting to put more pictures of Cindy and Andre and their family and 
Roger and myself and our family and you know just so you can and Denisha and her family just so you can see we're real people <laughs> you know it on our on our Facebook full page we have pictures from where we went to a fundraiser for our grandson's school mm, yeah so it was a lot of fun but anyway come back and join us next week and be blessed but most importantly be a blessing good night